0: Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. Today, Pastor Humbi Cervera will share a message with you. We hope you enjoy it. This is the third week of our series called Phil. Now, as you guys know, we've been learning about fruit all year long. We learned how fruit is created through us by the Holy Spirit. We learned what all the different try- types of fruit there are out there. We learned that we can help feed this fruit with our crappy situations in our lives. And we also learned that we have a choice to hand that fruit out or keep it to ourselves. And of course, we want you to hand it out. So in this series, we are going to be moving through the biblical book of Acts, which is the historical sequel uh, to what we read in the, in the Bible writings about Jesus, which are known as the Four Gospels. The book of Acts shows us how God's work goes from moving within a small community of believers that got to see Jesus and hang out with him, and moving from there to the rest of the world through the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing how this small group of believers turned into something so much bigger. And that's how God moves, right? He takes the mundane and basic things of this world and uses them to do amazingly ridiculous things. Now, speaking of, using, of God using the mundane and basic, I want to tell a story about myself. Anyway, I told you guys a story a little over a month ago about how God had called me to pray with a lady that I had no idea who she was uh, at a hospital. Now, God kept on pushing me to pray with her, but I had to get to something else, I, I needed to leave, and I, I felt like uh, you know I had to like, be back at my desk knocking out the, the sermon for that week. I need to be digging in and doing hard work for all of you people here at this church. Well, God kept on leaning on me and leaning on me and wouldn't let me walk out of that room until I prayed with that woman. And then I prayed for her husband. And then in that prayer, I just listened to God about what he wanted me to say. And then he delivered the exact right words for me to say in the middle of that prayer. And while I was praying in there, I prayed that people would be able to see God through her and her husband. I prayed that people would wonder how she was taking things so well, and it would be through that posture that she held that she'd be able to share the gospel with them. As I prayed those words, she like looked up at me in the middle of the prayer and exclaimed, that's exactly what I've been praying about this whole time that God would give me this opportunity. She was overjoyed that God had sent her encouragement in such a way that only she would fully understand the meaning of it. I didn't even fully get it as I was saying it. So at the end of that meeting, that conversation I had with her, I gave her all my info. Uh, You know, the name of the church, website, email, phone number, whatever, physical address. I I just gave it all to her. Well, that was in the middle of May and I hadn't heard anything at all from her. I just kind of was like, okay, you know, she's doing her thing, that's fine. Then last Sunday at church, I was hanging around the front and helping welcome people when this group of like six or seven walked up. And it was a group of people I hadn't seen at the church before. So when they get, they get close up, a, a lady steps forward and says, Do you recognize me? And I looked at her a second. Then it clicked. I said, Yes, from the hospital. Then she just smiled this huge smile and just walked up and like, gave me this big hug. And after the hug was was done, I got a tap like on my, on my shoulder here and I turned and looked and a man reached out his hand and said, hi, I'm the guy you were praying about at the hospital that day. And my brain was just like exploding, I was just like, what? And then not only that, I got to meet all the friends that they brought with them. It was amazing. And what made it even more special for me was that week, I wasn't even preaching. I was actually out of town all week long, didn't get back into my house until about 2 a.m. the night before. I wasn't even sure if I wanted to go to church the next day, but I went. And as they walked their seats, I could feel God nudging me going, You see? You see what I can do? I can do way more while you're gone than even when you're here. That day in the hospital when I was there, He didn't want or need me to do something amazing. He didn't want me to like walk into the room and like proclaim a healing and put a hand on his forehead. He He didn't want anything like that. He wanted me to just do what I could in that moment. He just wanted me to pray with this woman. He just wanted me to listen to him. Nothing more, nothing less. And then he took over from there. Have you guys ever been in a situation like this? I mean, I know this is kind of a crazy situation, but have you ever felt like you had something to do that was very simple that God was asking you to do? Maybe it didn't make sense at the time, but once you did it, the light bulb just like went off in your head. It's, it's like the whole idea that hindsight's 2020, right? Now, last week, Pastor John Pyle talked about our glorious purpose. Now, I'm a nerd. And I get super excited about Marvel cinematic movies and TV shows. Now, in a recent show called Loki, the title character, Loki, said that he was burdened with glorious purpose. Now, for some of us, when we think of our purpose, it can feel exactly like that. A burden. It's like, well, my purpose is to help out a cool Church, so that means I'm burdened to go over there and like, brick by brick, start a new building for them with my bare hands. Or, you know, my my purpose is to help out the homeless. So that means I have to figure out a way to eradicate homelessness in the entire country. That could feel like a burden. Well, I'm here to tell you that this isn't how God works. God has not burdened you with a glorious purpose. No, God has created you for a glorious purpose. God has put you together So, you, the way you are currently constructed, can begin to live out your purpose. It's like this think of a a bookshelf from IKEA. It doesn't have to put itself together to serve its purpose. There's a creator that opens up the box and puts it together piece by piece so it can do what it was meant to do. You are that bookshelf, and God is that creator. You don't have to do much to exist for your purpose. You just have to be what you have been created for. And there's actually a biblical story that addresses this exact idea. Now for today, we're gonna be jumping into the biblical book of Acts. Now as I was saying earlier, Acts is the historical sequel of the Gospel of Luke. Now in this part of Acts that we're gonna be reading about today, Peter and John, two guys that were disciples of Jesus, They got to follow Jesus and and see just all the stuff he did in in incredible ways. And then Peter is actually the one that Jesus calls the rock upon which his church would be built. So these two fellows in Acts uh, are, are hanging out with the believers of Jesus. The Christians have received the Holy Spirit within them. They literally have a piece of God that is living within them and guiding them along their way. Now, when we jump into the story, we find Peter and John doing some of the same things they'd always done as normal Jewish men. They're going into the temple in Jerusalem to engage in prayer with God. So with that being said, let's jump into the scripture in Acts 3. There it says, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the Beautiful Gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. So we'll stop right there and get some more context on what's happening. We see Peter and John going to the late service at church that day, and they see a man that isn't able to walk, hanging out at one of the gates to the temple for money. It also says that this man, each and every day, is carried out to this gate to one of those entrances. So basically, he's sitting at like one of the front doors of the church, or like one where the most people would be coming through. I guess his thought is that most people would be more charitable as they have church on their mind and they're coming in and out. Now, doing some more reading in Acts, we'll actually find out that this man is 40 years old. So imagine, this 40-year-old man has been carried by at least one man, sat by the front door to the temple, and then he's calling to Peter and John, asking for some money. So people see him all the time. So, this is what's going on. Let's see how they responded. Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. Guys, this is one of the Bible passages that I've read recently that just makes me smile so big. And it's like that for a few reasons. First off, I love Peter's response here. Remember, they're part of a community of people that are sharing everything. The early church they were a part of had everyone throw all their resources in together. Now, from that, what we read, that they all had shelter and and food, but I don't think any of them were living large. I don't think they had like extra gold or silver to throw around. As a matter of fact, John and Peter were probably asking people to help support their church at that point. So when this man is asking them for money and Peter says, look at us, He's not doing it to like brag or like show off his new Nikes that he just got or anything like that or the new Yeezys that he was rocking. No, I think what Peter here is saying is like, bro, do I look like I have a bunch of money that I can give you? Which is kind of like how we can feel in the world, right? The world is looking at us and asking for something that we don't have. We think about a purpose or a cause that, that God has called us to or how God has placed a passion in our hearts. And we, when we look at these things, As a whole, we're like, I can't fix that whole thing. I don't have the tools necessary to fix that situation. And this is exactly where Peter is at right here. So instead of looking at the man and realizing that he can't do anything to help him financially, and like curling up into a ball of anxiety trying to figure out how he can get the man some sort of money, he does something very simple. Peter says, I don't have what you're asking for, but I'll give you what I have. And this is what we should be striving for here at ACUO. When we are dealing with the world, we are dealing with our purpose. We can't be focused on all the things we can't provide. I mean, it's okay if you don't have all the things. All you need to give is what you have. And that's actually our big idea for this week. If you remember one thing about what we talk about today, let it be this. Give what you have. Give what you have. Now, if you're with us in the chat right now and you're ready to give what you have, just type in, I'll give what I have. Now, if you aren't with us in the chat right now, just say that out loud right now. Just say, I'll give what I have just to yourself. Akuo, you all have been created in a very particular way by God. He created you that way for a reason. He created you in that way so you could serve the world in the way you were put together, just like that bookshelf to carry books. You are created to give what you have. Now, for some of you, maybe you have incredible resources. If that's you, use those resources. For some of you, you might be an amazing physical laborer. If that's what you have, use it. And for some of you, praying might be the thing that you do best. If you have it, use it. So what did Peter have? Well, let's jump back into the story to find out. There, Peter says to the man that was begging, in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with him. So what did Peter have? He had Jesus. He had the Holy Spirit. So this man is looking at Peter, and John, and asking for money. But what he got was not what he was asking for. It was so much more. And isn't that right in step with God? When we are in need, he doesn't give us like a scrap or a morsel of something. No, he fully hooks us up. What I also like about this is how Peter goes about healing the man. Peter makes it clear to everyone that it isn't his abilities or spirituality that heal the man, it's Jesus. By simply uttering Jesus' name, a power was unleashed. Peter healed him in the power of and with the authority of Jesus of Nazareth. But this isn't the end of the story. Much like the story of me praying with the lady in the hospital, God used something simple and turned it into something much bigger. So let's see what happens next in Acts. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. So here's what you have to know about this beggar. He'd been there for years. He was 40 years old and was begging outside of the temple every day. He made sure to put himself in front of the doors that got the most traffic. That's how he survived. What it also did was make him someone that was seen by almost everybody that came in and out of the temple. So imagine the reaction of everyone that was there. Imagine the emotion and shock and astoundment when they saw this man leaping around and praising God. They'd seen this man for decades and he could never walk. So to see the beggar walking in those moments was proof that this guy, that this Jesus guy that Peter and John were talking about was legit. And it wouldn't have been without that praising and that excitement that these people wouldn't, would be able to see Jesus. So that's part of it, the, the excitement that he was showing. So remember the purpose that Jesus had given Peter, that he would be the rock the church was built on. So Peter, here's what he did in this situation. He gave what he had. Then something amazing happened. He's put in the most perfect position to do what he was called to do which was tell people about who Jesus was. And that is what Peter does. Peter starts explaining how Jesus is the Messiah to that group, the Messiah that was written about in the Jewish scripture, what we would call the Old Testament. Peter is connecting the dots of how Jesus was one, the one that was prophesied about all those centuries before. Peter's reaching into what he had, which was an upbringing in the Jewish culture, an understanding of what God was doing through the heroes of their faith like Moses. Then Peter connected all of that to the one he spent time with. He connected all of that to Jesus. Now, for some of us, that might seem like an incredibly scary and daunting task. But for Peter, that's what he was built for. When he gave the blind beggar what he had, it led to him simply giving more of what he had. However, God made something great happen in that. God made the situation pop up and all Peter had to do was be himself, but just on a much bigger stage. Then look at what happened when he was done sharing about who Jesus was. Let's go back into Acts. But many of the people who heard the message believed it. So the number of men who believe now totaled about 5,000. It wasn't a ton of work that was thrown on Peter to make this happen. He just gave what he had. Now I want you to think about your purpose. When you think about your purpose, does it feel like a burden for you? When you think about your purpose, does it feel like you aren't ready to do anything to make anything happen within it? If that's how you feel, I'm sorry to tell you, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. You see, you aren't given a purpose so your skills and abilities can make it happen. No. You're given a purpose so God's glory can be made visible to all the people that you're connecting to within that purpose. So stop and think about your purpose. Think about the way that God has put you together and how he wants you to make a difference in the world through your workplace, through your friends, through your family. Now when you get that all in front of you, don't drift into all the crazy work that needs to get done, just stop and say, I'll give what I have and I'll trust that God will do the rest. I'll give what I have and I'll trust that God will do the rest. When the situation in front of you seems too daunting for anything good to happen, just stop and say that. I'll give what I have and trust that God will do the rest. Just like with me, I didn't do anything that required spectacular effort for this lady and her husband and then their friend showed up to church last week and amazing connections were made because they showed up to church last week. All I did was just give them what I had, the ability to listen to God and then pray with someone. All of the glory in that story goes to God. I didn't do much work, but for that family, through that encounter, they were able to see God moving in their lives. It did something spectacular for them. Guys, all of you, each and every one of you that are hearing my voice right now, you can do the same thing. It isn't reserved for me because I'm a pastor. Y'all can probably do way cooler things in this world than I could ever dream of doing. And that's what I want for you guys. It actually reminds me of this old story that I've heard a handful of times in a bunch of different places. It goes like this, so there's this man walking on a beach and they look at, he looks out and, and sees a younger man throwing stuff into the ocean. As the older man gets closer, he sees hundreds, maybe even thousands of starfish all washed up on the shore after the tide had been gone back in. So the old man realizes what the young man is doing, but he also realizes something else. The young man will never be able to complete the task of getting all the starfish back into the ocean that have been washed up on the shore. So he calls out to the younger man and he says, hey, don't you realize that there are miles and miles of beach and there are starfish all along every mile? You can't possibly make a difference. The young man listened politely, then he bent down, picked up another starfish, threw it back into the ocean. And then he said, it made a difference for that one. And he picked up one more, threw it in the ocean and said, it made a difference for that one too. Guys, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Giving what you have can make a difference. It might not make a difference for everyone across the entire world, but if it can make a difference for just one person, would that be enough? I hope so. Now for all of us, our first step in making a difference in this world, in receiving a purpose from God, is to accept Jesus into our lives. By doing that, we will no longer be the spiritually lame person. Instead, we will be the one that can spiritually leap around and praise God for his greatness. So if you would like to take that on today, if you would like to take on that identity that Jesus gives us, it's really simple. All you have to do is simply have a conversation with Jesus. We would just call that a prayer. Then you let Jesus know that you believe in him and what he did here on this earth the best way you possibly can. Now, to help you out, I'd like to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you. Because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. There's always a community here for you. So if you want to start that relationship with Jesus today and you want to start hearing from him and and receive that purpose, just right now bow your head and, and pray something like this along with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for laying your life down for me. Thank you for doing everything you did for me. Today I say I believe in you. I believe in everything that you did while you're here on this earth. And Jesus, right here, right now, I ask for you to start speaking in my life. And I say that I believe you and I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed. Now if you've been a believer, whether it's been for the last five decades or the last five seconds, and you want to trust that giving what you have is all you need to give, I want you to pray this along with me. Just say something like, Jesus, help me see you moving in my purpose. Help me understand that it isn't up to me to make things come to pass in the way my purpose affects the world. Help me understand that you will be the one that makes things happen through my purpose. Help me understand that I am showing up in my purpose alongside you to get what you need done And not the opposite. This isn't about you serving my will, but rather me serving your will. Thank you for everything, Jesus. I love you. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, guys, thanks for spending time with us today. I have a few things to share with you uh, before I go ahead and send you on your way. The first thing I want to talk about is signing up here to serve a part of your purpose here at Akuo by joining one of our A teams. Now, you can help find your purpose by serving on our Welcome A team, our Setup Teardown, Worship, Production, Prayer, Online Hosts, Social Media, and Ku Kids A teams. So, if you want to give what you have to the community here at A-KUO, All you have to do is click on the link on any of our social media pages to be a part of one of our A-teams. Now, once you get signed up, we will be sure to reach out to you and let you know when we can start getting you trained up for these exciting opportunities to link to our community. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about here is how we practice generosity at Akul. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, we know that when you trust God with what you have, there's great blessings. We just talked about that during this entire message. So we expect the same thing to happen to you when you trust God in your finances and your resources by tithing to your local church. Now, that might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and for your family. If things are tough for you right now, we want to help you out. We're not interested in your money. We want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all please reach out to us or if you know someone that needs some help let us know and we can help them out all you have to do is go to our website akuo.church and click on the contact us link you can also send me an email directly at humby.servetta at or you can call or text the church directly at 210-901-8785 now if you're willing to tithe here at akuo church the way you can do that is by going to our website akuo.church now when you get there All you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKOUO and the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. If you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO Box available if you'd like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to Akuo at PO Box 100 125, San Antonio, Texas 78201. All right, guys, that's all that we have for your day. Like I tell you every single week, I love you all, and I'm praying for each and every one of you all week long. Now before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So uh, Jesus as everyone clicks off their browsers, turns off their TV and puts away their phone. I ask that you would just be speaking to them. I pray that they will hear you. I pray that they will hear you asking them to do things in their lives. I pray that they will see the simple things that you put in front of them. And I pray that they will understand how great you are after they do those things and they see how incredible you put together that whole situation and how awesome everything turns out. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. Thank you. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy and precious name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O o.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.